Entrepreneur on Fire 1009. I am naturally lazy and I have next to no willpower. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Ready to rock your own podcast? Text podcast course to 33444. That's podcast course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444. And you'll be rocking our free 15-day podcast course in no time flat. Ignite. If you want 100% satisfaction guarantee, then go to LegalZoom.com today. Since they're not a law firm, you can get advice from LegalZoom's network of independent attorneys in most states. LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Having experience these days is priceless. More than 400,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. That's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash FIRE and get a $99 upgrade of services free. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Julia Kelly. Julia, are you prepared to ignite? I am so ready. Yes. Julia is a former hippie world traveler, accounting student, and theme park artist who built a six-figure business drawing caricatures while going to school full-time. She specializes in using caricatures to help companies get more leads at trade shows. Julia, take a minute, fill in any blanks from that intro, and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. Absolutely. So, um, accounting student no more. As of two weeks ago, I am graduated. Boom! Yes, can't tell you how happy that makes me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm a caricature artist, which means basically I get paid to make fun of people, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's great. I get to draw cartoons all day, uh, make people happy. I'm always around celebratory events, weddings, um, proms, parties, that kind of thing. So I get to be around happy people all the time. And uh, I'm very lucky to get to basically draw cartoons all day. Well, if you ever get bored and you want to draw a picture of a goofy guy speaking to a microphone, asking (laughs) over a thousand people if they're prepared to ignite, feel free. Should he be made out of flames? (laughs) I think you know where I'm going. I love it. (laughs) So, Julie, you're at a networking party. Somebody walks up to you and they say, what exactly do you do? How do you answer in 10 seconds? I make my living making fun of people. So if you ever feel like you would like to be cartoon, do you want to know how you would look as a Disney prince or princess? Give me a call. Mm-hmm. Or the anti-prince and princess, whatever that might be. No, see, I'm nice about it. So um, I never make people look evil. I try to bring out the good in everyone. While you're making fun of them. Exactly. <laughs> so let's get to this origin story. Let's get to the point of how you came to be doing what you're doing right now. So take us to that leaping point, to that transition. Tell us that story, Julia. Will do. So um, I started drawing caricatures around five years ago. Um, When I was 22, I decided that I wanted to go to college. I spent the first uh, couple years after high school working and traveling. So I went back to school at 22. At the time, I had a part-time job doing graphic design. Um, And... uh, 
it was a good job. I really enjoyed it. I needed or I wanted to make some extra money over the summer. So I'd never really done caricatures before, but I also I, I always thought they were just an extremely awesome form of art. Like when my parents would t- take me to Disneyland and stuff, I never wanted to go on the rides. I just wanted to watch the caricature artists <laughs> all day. So I, I have literally wanted to be a caricature artist since I was a kid. Um, so I, uh, took a shot in the dark and I applied to work at, uh, Legoland here in San Diego. And, uh, basically during the summertime, what happens is they need uh, a whole bunch of warm bodies in the seats cause the park gets really, really crowded. So they pretty much hire anyone. Their standards get really low. So, uh, I got the job. <laughs> <laughs> so it went from being at a theme park, loving the, the visuals, loving the different characters and the drawing to actually doing that thing. And and what I really think financially is important is that you need to be looking around you. Like, what excites you when you're at certain places? Like, what kind of gets that little fire, that little fire spark going in your gut when you're doing something or seeing something? I mean, that could all lead somewhere. And currently today, Julia, I know that you said you're making six figures. Like, how specifically are you generating that revenue? Yeah, so basically, I get paid uh, by the hour. Now, when I started at Legoland, the hourly rate was minimum wage, so I think it was eight fifty at the time. So that's what I was getting paid. And uh, after one summer, I realized that I really loved doing caricatures, but I didn't really love the minimum wage part. So um, I started freelancing. Basically, and revenue is generated by my hourly rate, which is uh, there's two different uh, price points on that. One is one fifty an hour, and the other is two fifty an hour. Now, how would you say you got to the point of doing essentially the same thing from minimum wage to either 150 to $250 an hour? Like, what was that shift that you had? It's pretty amazing what you can jump to in terms of pricing when you start working for yourself in this industry. Um, pretty much the standard rate for any decent caricature artist worth their uh, salt, as they say. No, that must is, be like worth their charcoal or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> worth their pen is, uh, is, is charging something close to that rate, some a little more, some a little less. So it was I pretty much just jumped into it um, right off the bat when I started freelancing around 2000. 2011, um, you know, it, it was an extremely terrifying prospect to tell people right, right. off the bat that um, you're going to pay me a hundred bucks an hour. But um, you know, people just accept that if you um, if you project kind of the right marketing message, if you uh, listen to them and show them that you understand what it is that they need for your event, and you give them the assurance that everybody's going to have a really great time, and if you're committed to customer happiness, then uh, you're worth it. Committed to customer happiness. I love that, Fire Nation. Absorb that. And it's out of your comfort zone, Julia, when you started to ask for that much money. But a common theme here at Entrepreneur on Fire is that if it's out of your comfort zone, you should be moving towards that because that's where all the magic happens. You know, if Julia had stayed in her comfort zone and just, you know, maybe left in a minimum wage paying job and doubled it, you know, which would have been mind blowing at first. You know, she'd be making like, you know, 20 bucks an hour, but instead, you know, she went out of that comfort zone and said, hey, let's swing for the fences here. Now, Julia, what you do is pretty awesome because you love what you do. You're making great revenue from that, but we have some, we have some tough times. We still have those dips and I want you to take us on a journey to that worst entrepreneurial moment. Take us to that moment in time, Julia. Tell us that story. 
Sure. So my worst entrepreneurial moment was not in this business. It was before this, um, and it was basically the result of my own stupidity. Um, let's see. When I was so maybe around six months before I started working at the park, I had just read Rich Dad Poor Dad, mm. and I was very fired up about the prospect <laughs> <laughs> of passive income, but not too smart about it. So um, I, I did something really stupid, and I took uh, the entirety of my savings, which was at the time like two thousand dollars all the money I had um, and I bought a website <laughs> I bought a website that was uh, that sold uh, calendars like the little uh, desk calendars with motivational quotes and sayings on it mm. um, and I thought this this will be the the key to my success <laughs> and riches <laughs> um, you know and not that that's necessarily a bad thing to do, but I, I knew nothing about online marketing. I was not passionate about, um, you know, calendars. Um, and I basically, once I got it, I just kind of dicked around. I didn't really know how to market it. Um, and I think in the entire time that I owned that website, it made like a grand total of 200 bucks. Mm. Well, the question that I do want to ask is how did you get from rich dad, poor dad to investing $2,000 into a calendar website. Like what was that bridge? He goes very much into the whole, um, don't trade your time for money type of thing. Right. And so you, you, so in order to do that, right, you need some sort of an asset, whether it's uh, paper assets or whether it's a business or some kind of income producing real estate. Um, I had no paper assets at the time. I wasn't too excited about real estate. So I looked around for, uh, you know, what, what would be considered a web asset. And I'm sure if I cared anything about calendars and I knew anything about online marketing at the time, I could have turned that into an asset. But I kind of got into it with uh, dollar signs in my eyes, which is not the way to be successful if you're going into business for yourself. Yeah, maybe like a, a calendar website where you were actually drawing some very unique caricatures that were pretty funny for every single month. Yeah, exactly. It just, it, it wasn't for me. Um, I got into it kind of on this um, big high of all the all the possibilities that uh, were out there <laughs> in this realm. And uh, <laughs> Well, let me ask you this question. Now, was anybody doing that specific thing? Like, like, were you following in somebody's footsteps? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that is actually the point then that I want to make is Fire Nation, it's so important when you're looking to invest your time, your money, your bandwidth and energy into something that you can clearly see somebody that is there where you want to be. You want to see somebody that is doing what you want to be doing, that is having the type of success that you want to be having for success because then you know the path is there and then you can stand upon the shoulders of giants to get closer to that. I did that with podcasting. So many people have done that in different areas. It's so critical. So that's my big takeaway, Julia, from your worst entrepreneurial moments. But what do you want to make sure that our listeners really take away? You basically stole the words out of my mouth. <laughs> That's what they all say. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I did not have anyone to kind of model success after. Now, you know, neither did Steve Jobs when he created the iPhone, but I'm not that smart. Yeah, but, you know, you even kind of take that with Steve Jobs. Like, he was so inspired by Atari, and he was so inspired by Zero. I mean, he had his inspirations along the way. 
Right, and he wasn't motivated by the money either, which was my mistake there. Ooh, um, good points. You know, so um, yeah, I would say that seeing that there were other artists who were having amazing success, I figured, you know, I'm I'm smart enough to kind of reverse engineer what they've uh, done here, and then you see right in front of you that it is possible. And also, don't start a business just because you want to make money. There are easier, less risky ways to make money. You have to be in it for other reasons. Yeah, love that. So we're going to shift, Julia, to another story. This one is going to be an aha moment, a light bulb that went on in your journey. Now, you've had a lot of these, but what's the one story, that one epiphany moment that you really think Fire Nation is going to resonate with? So take us to that moment and tell us that story. You know what, John? I do not actually have a single aha moment that I can point to <laughs> and say that everything changed. Um, I, I have not stumbled across that eureka moment yet. You know, however, I actually will say, and then continue with your however, but there was a aha moment of sorts when you were wandering around the theme park. Yeah, when you... Um, realize that this is something that that interests you and that you love to do. But you know what? All of my kind of uh, leaps forward in terms of my business have been kind of gradual realizations. Like, for instance, um, if I had to point to a moment, I couldn't, but an aha experience has been the uh, notion that rejection is just a part of the business. It's not something that you take personally. It does not mean you're a failure. It it is just part and parcel of being in sales, which is uh, what I do a lot of. And I used to take it extremely personally when I got rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it could ruin my entire day or my entire week. And every every transaction or every interaction with a prospect had this huge weight and this huge importance to it. And I get rejected about the same percentage of the time as I did when I got started. But you just realize that it's not a reflection of your personal failings. This is just the business. And so now every rejection that I get, I know that I'm that much closer to a sale. So I have no problem with being rejected and I have no fear of it anymore. Yeah. And a way that one of my past guests put it that I really resonate with, and it sounds like you will too, is he actually goes for the no sometimes because he knows that he has to get nine rejections for every single one acceptance that he gets and, and one success that he has. So he knows when he gets a no or rejection, he's almost like, thank you. Like you got me one step closer, one no closer to getting that yes. And if you can just have a mindset shift that way and not let it ruin your day, ruin your week, not have it stop you from continuing to get out there and and get those proposals out and, and make those sales calls, then you are going to win. You have to Go for the no, accept it, embrace it, and even thank people for it because, hey, this is not going to happen. You're getting close to that yes. And something that you said, Julia, that I really resonated with is that aha realization moment. And there's a great quote by Earl Nightingale is that success and happiness is the gradual realization of a worthy ideal. It's not just the overnight realization of it. It's gradually realizing that over a period of time, but not just any ideal, a worthy ideal. So those are a couple of my big takeaways. What is your really big takeaway that you want to make sure Fire Nation walks away with from this aha moment? I was extremely uncomfortable when it came to making sales, to talking to people on the phone, to kind of putting myself out there and 
facing the possibility of rejection because I'm a naturally introverted person and uh, no one likes to hear no. However, um, something that I have come to realize is that I make the most strides of progress when I am comfortable with being uncomfortable. When I know that uh, there's fear and there's kind of trepidation in my mind when I'm about to do something, that's pretty much a good sign. And I have to work with the fear and with those uncomfortable feelings because they're not going to go away until until it is until I accomplish what it is I need to. So I, I would say uh, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Realize that it's a part of your freelancing or entrepreneurial journey and just be cool with it. Julia, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? I am naturally lazy and I have uh, <laughs> next to no willpower. <laughs> This is true. I kid you not. Um, so, but the way that I make it work for me basically is I create a whole bunch of systems that basically takes my personality out of the equation. So things will get done even if I'm not feeling it that day. So it's, it's forced me to um, create a lot of systems and a lot of processes and get really methodical about kind of having my work run in the background as much as, much as possible. So uh, my business does not suffer from my lack of willpower. What's your biggest strength? Customer happiness is the most important thing to me. So I am just committed to making sure that every single one of my customers has the best experience and I've built my business around that principle. So of everything that you have going on right now, what is the one thing that has you most fired up? I am so fired up to not be in school anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no more school. I can't even tell you. I have been a full-time student for five years, and the um, accounting program at my school is an extremely tough one. So that has had to take up a lot of my mental bandwidth for the past five years. And now it does not, and I'm done. And I have whole days where I have nothing to do but focus on my business, and it's quite a surreal feeling. Now, what was your inspiration for spending five years getting your accounting degree while making six figures doing something you love? Well, it wa I wasn't making six figures the whole time. Um, I spent five years in school because I changed my major right in the middle of my uh, school career, which I would not recommend. <laughs> um, basically, my, my plan when I got into accounting was, you know, I was going to, uh, uh, you know, intern with a really big firm, get my CPA exam, um, you know, and then go work for some corporate job, which is not a terrible thing if, if that's what you want to do. But basically, that motivation kind of faded in my junior year when the caricature business just kind of took off. And I realized, hey, I'm giving this business maybe 45 to 50% of my attention, and I'm making more than I would as a starting salary with this CPA. Plus, I'm having fun, and I'm learning a lot of stuff about business and online marketing and everything else. And it just kind of picked up momentum and uh, I rolled with it. But, you know, it, the, the degree, it might have been like a sunk cost thing and maybe I shouldn't have finished it, but I really wanted it. So, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's one of those things where you do have to look at the opportunity cost. And a lot of people do have that sunk cost mentality where I've already put in this much time. And, you know, sometimes the reality is, hey, just knock it out, put that, you know, in your back pocket. And you have that now going forward if you ever need that. And Fire Nation, we're about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. 
At Entrepreneur on Fire, we know firsthand when you're starting up a new business, finding a place to get your logo design can be a challenge. Sure, your cousin Eddie may offer to help out, but that can get real uncomfortable real fast. And at this stage in the game, you don't have the funds to hire an agency. I've discovered an easy way you can get great design. It's called 99designs, and it's the world's largest online marketplace for graphic design. Here's how it works. You start by telling them what you need in a simple online brief. Designers from around the world begin submitting designs, and you provide them with feedback to refine the concepts. In just seven days, you get to pick your favorite design and start using it right away. If you're launching a new company, 99designs is your answer for quality graphic design at an affordable price. Right now, when you start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire, you'll get a $99 upgrade added for free. Are you looking to incorporate your business, form an LLC or nonprofit, or file a patent or trademark? Create news. LegalZoom is here to help you start the right way. Over the past decade, they've helped more than a million business owners just like you. But did you know that LegalZoom is also your first stop when you need advice from an attorney? LegalZoom's not a law firm, so they've assembled a network of independent attorneys in most states to provide legal advice and other useful services to help you run your business. So whether you need a contract review, So whether you need a contract reviewed or advice on whether you should incorporate or form an LLC, whatever your legal question, start with LegalZoom. And as always, they provide complete transparency with upfront pricing, customer reviews, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Make the right choice for your business at LegalZoom.com today. And don't forget to enter FIRE at checkout to save even more. Again, enter FIRE at checkout at LegalZoom.com. That's LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Julia, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I used to wait for permission to take action from who I wasn't quite sure, but I was always just waiting for somebody to tell me that what I was doing was okay. Um, And I don't do that anymore because that's stupid. What's the best advice you've ever received? It wasn't from someone personally, but it was from Ariane sorry, Ariana Huffington, um, who said, fearlessness is not the absence of fear, it's the mastery of fear. And the takeaway I took from that is basically you have to be really good at working side by side with fear. What's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? I block all fun websites on my laptop. (laughs) What do you use for that? Uh, it's this awesome app called Stay Focused. Uh, it's, a, it's a Chrome extension, basically, and I don't have, uh, basically, I can't access uh, Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, any of those, because uh, that is toxic to the productivity of my life. That's toxic to lazy people. <laughs> exactly, which is what I am. <laughs> so along with Stay Focused, you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, so this one's super simple, but incredibly effective. So I work in Gmail, and I basically live in the Google universe. Um, Gmail canned responses. Uh, Google it. It will show you very, very quickly how to create canned responses. And if you're getting a whole bunch of questions in your business that keep getting repeated over and over, and you keep having to type out the same emails over and over, just stick them all in Gmail canned responses. You can pull them up right then and there. And this will probably end up saving you weeks of your life over the long run. I was thinking your responses seem pretty generic, Julia. My responses? (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, I have, I think at last count, 26 canned responses that I love. 
and use. And, you know, a big part is you can use them for a big bulk of the response. And then you can move into a more personalized line or two. So it really has a lot of benefits. And Julie, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? I would recommend Street Smarts by Norm Brodsky. He is a a columnist for Inc. He's been an entrepreneur for like a hundred years. Um, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and uh, the reason why I love it is because he goes into the fundamentals of business in a numbers sense. So he talks about what are gross margins? What is your gross profit? How do you read a profit and loss sheet? How you do? How do you do cash flow forecasting? How do you determine the viability of a business model? That, that kind of thing. I loved it because I'm a numbers person and I love <laughs> spreadsheets and accounting and uh, the math behind the business. But for people who don't, it's still incredibly important to know how your business is making money and if you're actually getting to keep any of it. Um, a lot of the uh, freelancers in my circle are artists and artists are notoriously bad at this. So I always recommend that book because you need to know this if you're going to make any money as an entrepreneur. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Julia, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would want a proven model for success when I woke up in this strange new planet. So if it's identical to Earth, what I would do is the first thing I would invest in is a really good microphone. I would get the uh, Heel Sound PR40 dynamic microphone. I checked on Amazon. It costs about 125 bucks. Then I would head over to LegalZoom and I would create an LLC that would run me about 150 bucks. I would name my new LLC Entrepreneur in Flames. <laughs> I would uh, I would get a free WordPress theme and um, I would I would start a seven day a week podcast. And what I do with the last twenty five dollars is I would. Uh, Google around and see if there is anyone that exists named John Lee Dumas, who is likely wildly successful at whatever business he's in. I would take him out to coffee and ask him to be my first interview. You know, I think this is like my favorite answer of the previous 1,008 interviews that I've done. So Julia, thank you. An entrepreneur in flames. I feel like somebody's already acquiring that domain as we're speaking right now, which is amazing. I will definitely uh, be on that podcast for sure. <laughs> Thank you. And <laughs> Julia, I want to end today on fire or in flames with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Parting piece of guidance, um, quit doing endless internet research for that thing that you want to accomplish, whether it's getting fit or starting a business or whatever. Um, stop it because you've been doing internet research for too long. Go find somebody who is wildly successful at that thing you want to do. Go talk to them and that will get you fired up to actually begin to move forward towards your goal. Quit consuming information and take action. Um, you can find me on jkexpressions.com. That's where uh, you can um, see all of the uh, 
all the events that I do and information on my business. I'm not real active anywhere else. You can follow me on Instagram if you want tall jewels. Um, and that's pretty much it. Wow. Well, Fire Nation, you know this. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with JK and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Julia in our search bar. Her show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today. The recommended resources, books, and of course, go directly to her website, jkexpressions.com. And Julia, I want to thank you personally for sharing your journey with Fire Nation. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for having me. This was a great time. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb. And to get on it, all you need to do is text EOFIRE to 33444 and get inside my head weekly. Have an inspired day and ignite.